Star of Wind, Uranus is my guardian. I'm Sailor Uranus. Star of Sea, Neptune is my guardian. I'm Sailor Neptune. Star of the Lower Worlds, Pluto is my guardian. I'm Sailor Pluto. We're known as the three Sailor Scouts of the Outer Solar System. Outer Solar System? Mm-hmm. Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week, most of the time, and talk about an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and why it is that we love it so much. And we've we're getting into good, good territory in uh, in the Deathbusters arc. We are going to be seeing some truly choice moment stuff because today. We are watching Sailor Moon S, episode 113, A House Filled with Evil Presence, The Beautiful Hotaru's Secret, uh, in which we, I don't think we actually learned Hotaru's secret, do we? Um, yeah, I don't think so, but I think we all kind of see it coming. I don't think we get any new information about Hotaru in this episode. You know what? They actually wanted to preserve that spoiler from last episode. <laughs> so they put the spoiler <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Well, in order to uh, to help us do that, we have a very special guest. Uh, this week, uh, Lindsay Hornsby is here. Lindsay, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? No, Lindsay. Yes. I'm gonna put you on. The, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Sure. Uh-oh. Every now and then, we'll get an email, and somebody will be like, "Hey, I really want to be on the show," and I'm like, "Cool, super cool," but you're gonna have to wait to email me because we're booked out way in advance. Uh, would you like to explain how far in advance you were booked for this show? Oh, so um, initially, I think when I emailed you, it was like May of 2016. And you were like, hey, we're kind of full, but give me a reminder closer to like September or so. So I sent a reminder on September. Long story short, I'm totally pregnant and my kids do like this Thursday. So <laughs> that's how that's how long in advance. <laughs> I was not pregnant when I emailed you initially. No. Wow. It's, you can literally make a child in the time it takes me to book episodes of, of Sailor Business. Uh, well, Lindsay, uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Second of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, you sent me an email last week being like, hey, we really need to figure out when we're doing this episode. And I was like, oh, I'm getting married in like two days. I'll get back to you. Because I was, I was not, I was not having it as far as uh, scheduling stuff. Well, it's just like, it's like the end of a, it's the, like the end of a TV season. That's all. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all happening now. So, uh, Lindsay. Yes. What is your history with Sailor Moon? Oh, oof. Hmm. It's a complicated question. Basically, I started watching Sailor Moon during like the Toonami run back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. I think I saw it maybe in elementary school. I think it was on at like six in the morning on USA at one point, people have mentioned. And I remember seeing in elementary school and being like, I don't know what this weird show is. That girl's hair is really silly. And then changing the channel. And then like some years later, (laughs) I'm watching Cartoon Network and I'm like, hey, this, this show's pretty fun. I like this. And I just kept watching it. It actually 
got me into what I do for my day job, which is websites, because uh, I'm going to sound really old here. Uh, <laughs> I started uh, looking at more information about just different anime that was on Toonami. It was mostly Sailor Moon. And I just kept viewing the source on websites of different anime sites. And uh, I figured out how to make websites. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and okay. I, remember... <laughs> I, I actually have a question. I, yes. I, I need to stop you there. Jordan, how did you learn how to make websites? Because we, like, we've talked before. If you go to, to sailorbusiness.com, it, it is meant oh, to look like your late nineties Rini hate page. Well, it has the had. same, it has the same background. Yes. How did I learn to do it? Uh, mostly by going to other websites and just reading their code. That's that's exactly what I did in the seventh grade. I'm I'm aging myself here. <laughs> uh, I learned HTML because I used to do e wrestling. Oh, that's another good reason to learn. What is that? It's like an online role playing game, but with wrestling, where you would yes. like cut promos on message boards. Yes. And if you wanted your promos to look good, you could like you could learn how to like change the text color and put insert pictures. And yeah. that's literally why I sat down and learned HTML in like nice. 1997. I think my husband was in an eFed, but he didn't really mess with like making any websites he just like had one or was in one i can't quite remember okay now i got it now i gotta know what he fed now i gotta know if our paths ever crossed i don't know if he knows i'll have to ask him later and check all right we'll find out we'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep all the listeners updated on all of the nerdy ways i used to kill time back in 90, 1997 that weren't sailor moon <laughs> Uh, so Lindsay, th- please go on. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I was just very curious. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, oh man, I really wish that I could find. Uh, there's so many images on the internet, but there were so many like sprites specifically. I would save all these different Sailor Moon pictures to my computer and then throw them up on like a website and be like, "Oh, I like anime. Here's here's this cute Sailor Moon GIF," and just eventually learned how to make websites out of it. Um, I had a had a humor website for a while. It's oh, it's long dead by now. Um, and I put like fan fiction and comics and stuff on there that was themed around different anime. And most most of it had Sailor Moon in it. I God, I wish I could find that stuff, but I, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> That's like so. What what kind of Sailor Moon fan fiction did you write? It was just really dumb stuff. Like I can't even remember any of them right now. Um, man, I wish I could remember some of them. They were just like. It was a lot of crossovers because it was like I watched so much Toonami that's like, oh, yeah, the DBZ people are hanging out with the Sailor Moon people. and They have some wacky, dumb adventure. It's, it was really pseudo sitcom sometimes. <laughs> that actually sounds delightful. Oh, yeah. And the only the other thing that I did was um, I thought it was really funny how like very excessively detailed anime characters were. And I like drawing comics. So like in my free time in like middle school and high school, I did these weird comics where it was like everyone was a stick figure, but they had like excessively detailed anime heads. And uh, yeah, like Sailor Moon was in there and different Sailor Soldiers were in there and stuff like that. But also like DBZ and like Gundam Wing and whatever else was on Toonami. Is it possible to call this episode excessively detailed anime heads? I I don't think we're going to beat that one. Great. That's what they were. And I colored them with like uh with crayons and stuff. It was just really it was kind of like a nice relaxing thing to do instead of doing like really detailed art. Um and I called them chibi stick figure anime dudes because I knew long titles were a big thing in anime. Not when they were translated, but just like in general. I might still have them somewhere. I have no idea where. Oh, please find out. Please <laughs> find out. It was so long ago. Is- I'm 
Oh, I don't know where they are. That is the rule. If you bring your if you bring your your fan works to Sailor Business, you gotta go looking for them. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to dig. I feel like I saved them. I just don't. I've moved so many times since then, and they're from high school. But I think they're in that spot in my heart where I would not have actually thrown them out. I would have been like, no, man, you gotta keep these forever. <laughs> Uh, so did you ever like dr- drift away from Sailor Moon and, and then return to her loving embrace? I did. And, you know, it was specifically because they just stopped having dubbed versions of it. You know, they did the they got through S, yep. they got through Super S. And when I went to college, I didn't have cable, so I couldn't really keep up with it. I didn't really like want to f- follow like fan subs or anything like that. That just seemed like a lot of work. And I was just like, oh, maybe they'll maybe they'll finish dubbing it one day. That'd be nice. I think I still have like. A friend gave me like a subtitled fan version of Stars, but I never got to actually watch all the way through it. I was was really excited about that. I'm like, yeah, Stars, I haven't gotten to see this yet, but it's on a hard drive somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> you know, when I was doing the uh, my rewatch back a few years ago, someone was doing a fan dub of Stars, um, and I don't know if they ever finished. Yeah, oh, I imagine they did. We have we have a couple of like suspicious um sailor moon dvd sets because like i just wanted to rewatch like the early like the first two seasons so they're i don't even know who made them but they're subtitled kind of awkwardly and then we have the live action sailor moon which is probably something i'd want to come on the show for again because it's so great uh with luna as a puppet and everything my husband Uh. picked that he picked that up secretly at a convention when i saw it and i was like oh my god it's live action sailor moon it's oh the dubbing's really it's not dubbed but like the subtitles on it are really awkward it's so good. Oh, we're 100% going to be watching Pretty Guardian <laughs> Sailor Moon when we're done with the anime. That's a million years from now. Who knows what will happen? Hey, Jordan. Jordan, we're halfway there, buddy. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true. Mercury turns evil in it. It's great. It's, like, so good. And there's this... Oh, the subtitles on mine are so bad. At one point, Mamoru's name... They say Mamoru Chiba. Is what? what it's, it says Mamoru Chiba in the subtitles. It's so great. It's like, oh, there was there was no proofreading in this. That's pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's so good. Lindsay, we're glad to have you back here on the show. Uh I'm glad that your your love of Sailor Moon has been rekindled by sketchy DVDs and the live action Tokusatsu version. Uh and I'm I'm really excited to have you cuz cuz I make these wrestling jokes and Jordan just no sells them. Oh, just, we, just, oh man, we crack up for them, them all the time. Me and my husband, when we listen, we're just like, ah, wrestling reference. Yeah. And we get really excited. They're like, oh, poor Jordan. He's missing out. <laughs> I think by the time we hit episode 200, I am going to get Jordan to watch a wrestling event. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I think it's going to happen. No, you, you know Jordan, what are the don't references? you roll your eyes at that? You watched, like, you're telling me you can have an Atlas Shrugged themed birthday party, but you can't, like, oh, have fun yeah, with you, WrestleMania? You, no, no, no. You need to. Those are very different. Okay, Netflix. Netflix has Lucha Underground. That would be your gateway drug. It's so good. Lucha Underground is basically Robert Rodriguez was like, I want to do Luchador wrestling, but I also want to have a bunch of supernatural stuff, and I'm just going to go with it. And it's so <laughs> good. It's so good. Yeah, it's super dope. It's so funny watching like the early episodes of Lucha Underground where it's still like a pretty straightforward uh, wrestling show. And then you skip to like the end of season one where it's like, yes, uh, these these six wrestlers are going to fight for these ancient Aztec medallions and one of them will ascend to the throne of skulls. When you say a wrestling show, do you mean like it's just wrestling or do you mean like it's uh, It's both. It's like 
it's a show and there's an audience and uh they also have scenes backstage that sometimes involve huh. people punching through punching bags i don't know what you think we would mean by the phrase wrestling show George. <laughs> i'm actually like very confused well i yeah, yeah to, to, when i said wrestling show i meant like a typical what i would think of is a wrestling program where it's a bunch of people in a stadium or a arena or whatever you want to call it watching a ring where people are wrestling oh you can do that stuff in a kc hall too though bro that's where it gets really crazy well okay yeah. but you know what i'm saying it's just <laughs> well, George, that's not all that you get on a wrestling show though i mean there's there's what? the wrestling obviously but there's also like there's promos there's backstage vignettes there's all kinds of stuff <laughs> wait there's backstage vignettes yes yeah, there there's are. like scripted like like scripted stuff and, like jordan okay <laughs> i didn't I know people over for my wedding I, I i showed a friend of mine i showed jay edited in uh the house of horrors match which i kind of think jordan would love but then i was like actually this is the really shitty version of the final deletion and uh, i ended up watching the final deletion like five times yes uh but jordan you would love the final deletion it's great <laughs> no, it's really good you're talking it's, about. it's basically an indie film about two shitty brothers from cameron north carolina <laughs> it, is. Okay. it is it is and i only recently realized this weekend that matt hardy's delete is a reference to death note because i was rewatching death note and i got to like toward the end of it and one of the dudes is like killing people with the death note and he's just going delete the whole time and i was like wait a minute wait a death minute note. have you watched or, or read death note chris i have not i'm waiting for that netflix adaptation bro oh no oh no <laughs> no that was a joke i, Here's what I have to say I, so. I just really want to say this about about death note because the thing that i really really appreciated so much about death note is that it was a comic about really smart people where they acted really smart yeah and they were actually very smart i because like i can't it frustrates the fuck out of me how much media i consume where characters are meant to be pretty smart and they do the dumbest shit you've ever fucking heard <laughs> oh do you mean like every episode of sailor moon Oh, no. Uh, no, because they're not that smart. When when <laughs> Ami does something moronic, then you can say yes. But when Serena does something stupid, you go, yeah, okay, that's that's her. That's, what, that's, that's why what I don't. Right. That's why I don't get mad when horror movie kids do dumb things because I'm like, yeah, they're just a bunch of fucking kids. Who cares? But I'm talking about again. I haven't watched The Flash in like I have like 19 episodes of The Flash on my DVR. But oh, when everybody I watch on The Flash is terrible. Everyone Aww. on The Flash is supposed to be a fucking genius. Oh yeah, they're all like in a lab all the time, right? I only got like five episodes in. That was our that was our jump ship from Arrow because Arrow just kept going back to that island. We're like, oh man, we're we're done with this island, guys. Come on. Yeah, everyone on The Flash is as dumb as a box of hammers, and that is that is a stone cold fact. And without giving any specifics, I just saw Alien Covenant, and it, it you know. Everything they do is moronic, and you're like, "Are you guys are supposed to be prepared for this shit? You're space colonists. You should have a little bit of a clue. They don't. Jordan really yeah. coming out hard against these space colonists. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want space colonists to be better than that. <laughs> I think we're getting uh, no, way no. far afield from right. the stated purpose of this uh, podcast. But I just Maybe wanted to praise bit. Death Note because it's actually really smart. It doesn't dumb things down. It's high-level thinking, well done. 
It's super high level. I forgot. I forgot how high level it was at some parts because you're like, oh man, this dude's totally trapped. And you're like, what? No, he's not. And then somebody else is like, nope, nope. And you're like, what? It's like, <laughs> you just don't, you just don't think it like the, the way that these people do. And it's got that so whole, good. it's got that whole, like, this guy's obviously a bad guy, but the whole series, you're like, I have to see how he gets out of this. I have to see how he gets out of this. And yeah. then you're like, okay, he's definitely screwed now. Oh, maybe not. No. Okay. This guy's a lot smarter than me. I would have, I would have been caught like so much earlier. <laughs> Very well done. All right. So Sailor Moon. Yeah. Oh, heard of it. Uh, I guess before we get into the episode, we have some Sailor Business Business to take care of. But uh, before we do that, we have a few questions for you, Lindsay, just to find out where you stand on the sure. various controversies that we get into here on, on Sailor Business. I love controversies. Uh, who, who is your... Well, as you know, controversy creates cash. <laughs> oh, see? Wow. See? Jordan's not laughing. Jordan doesn't get it. Oh, but you do. He doesn't get it. <laughs> Lindsay, who is your favorite Sailor Scout? Oh, man. It's really hard for me to pick. Um, I think it's still Sailor Moon, uh, just because I rewatched the dub so many times and I had the comics and she's like the most frequent character. And just like, I love how she eventually transforms into being just like, she just doesn't know what the hell she's doing. And then eventually she's like, no, 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 I got this. Don't worry. I got this. It's so different between like the comics version of her and the anime because she's like, she is still kind of bumbling in the comics, which I like, and I appreciate that's there. But she's also really like super fucking elegant sometimes the way that she's <laughs> rendered. It's just like, whoa, wait, are you supposed to be like 15? You look like a glamorous like fashion lady right now. That's partly because they have their eight feet long legs and everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm also I also really I'm really attached to Jupiter. I like I wound up liking her more when I started rewatching from the Viz uh, translations. I'm like, man, I forgot she was such a badass. Makoto is great. She yeah. is a she is a favorite around these parts. Yeah, she's one of Chris's five favorite scouts. <laughs> well, well, I was like, I think maybe four favorite. We were pretty hard on uh, on Venus. Oh, I know, but man. now she rules. She does. She's really good. We're gonna get some good Venus stuff in the next couple weeks too. I was sitting there. I was sitting there the whole time. Every time a bad Venus thing came up, I'm like, oh man, these guys need to read Codename Sailor V because I, I I like didn't realize how bad she had in the anime until they published the codename Sailor V. So I'm like, holy shit, she's awesome. She's like well, that's, so much that's funnier. Like, I had read Codename Sailor V and it's really good. And it's just, that's what makes it so frustrating. Anyway. Her role in the comics is like insane. She has a, she has a motherfucking sword at one point. She's like in charge <laughs> of everybody else. It's just, it gets so crazy deep. She shows up in um, the part of the manga with Mehmet with her. And it, it's great too. Oh, it's, it's really good. Uh, Lindsay, what do you think of the, uh, the miracle romance? Of the show. You know, I'm, I'm all right with it. It didn't really bother me that much as a kid, and it didn't bother me as I got older. I, 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 don't, think... I don't know why uh, Ami and Makoto would bother you. Oh, no. That's <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't see that either, even though I've got so many... I've got so many chunks of like I've got floppy issues of Sailor Moon that have like the really detailed covers too, where sometimes it's like, oh, here's here's Ray and here's Ray and uh, Mina hanging out, and here's uh, Here's Jupiter and Mercury hanging out, and I'm just like, oh, wait, wait, what's she doing here? <laughs> but, uh, like, never, but then, like, all the stuff they do in the anime, sometimes I'm like, I feel like they're trying to do that, but not really. I don't know. I'm totally all right with it, though. <sighs> but he meant the real one. He's tr he's pulling a trick. <laughs> oh, so you are so disgusted at the idea of me pulling a trick. That's the Don't weird part, to... though, is, like, I Frick didn't realize how much of kind of a 
dick he was to Sailor Moon at first. <laughs> like, I just, I wiped it out of my head as a kid, you know? I guess, I guess you get, you grow up with the whole concept of like, oh, boy, he's teasing you. That means he likes you. But then, like, rewatching it with my husband, he's like, man, this guy's kind of being a jerk. I was like, yeah, you're well, right. <laughs> can I ask a question about that? Yeah. How much of that is... Uh, just objective or subjective terribleness and how much of that is us realizing subjective ter- terribleness because times have changed oh this just got deep it ain't that long ago <laughs> no chris society has chris. not reshaped itself since the year 1992 uh, oh that's depressing chris, <laughs> there are some significant cultural differences significant i think there's a couple like, I wouldn't have been shocked to find a Sailor Moon episode where they're calling everything gay, but we wouldn't do that episode nowadays because we've changed our attitudes. I I, I mean, I like I don't understand where you're going with this, Jordan. Well, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to prove a point. I, I, I'm actually curious. Actually, Haruka in general existing in the comics and in the anime, like my husband and I were talking about this last night. We're like. Wow, this is this was really progressive for this to happen because comics in America weren't doing this sort of thing. Because in the true. manga, they just have this point where they're just like, "Wait, Haruka, what what are you?" And Neptune's like, "It doesn't really matter. She can just be whatever she wants." And you're like, "What? These were published in like the '90s." That's true. That's true. I mean, again, in in Japan, oh uh, well, actually, I don't know. In the American translations of the comics. How did they handle all that stuff? Back then? Oh, well, I've got, so I've got all the new ones they did yeah, and I've got, we have. I've got the floppies and I can't remember how much of S I got. I think they left it. I can't remember. I'll have to, I'll have to look. Mm, okay. Cause there were chunks that I missed. Cause I had like, I had the really tiny ones, the, what'd they call them? They were the chicks comics where they flopped them and they were like really small because it went in your pocket and that's so handy. But then the binding <laughs> was terrible. Um, and I, oh, don't... I forgot about chicks comics. Yeah. That was definitely a thing. I still, I still have them, but I had them like out of order because it was whatever I could get from Borders Books with my sure. allowance. Sure. Um, yeah, I can't remember what they did for for Neptune and Uranus because I don't remember if I managed to get those. In time. I doubt to, they were cousins. No, I don't think they did that. <laughs> that just made it so much more awkward. <laughs> Uh, Lindsay, I, I think I think we're gonna gonna stop the uh, the quick Q and A section there because I do have a little bit of uh, Sailor Business business to take yes. care of. Let's hear it, uh, Jordan. Uh-huh. You know that we have been referring to Udil's uh, car as a Subaru Outback. Yes, right. I mean, it's yes, not accurate, but yes, <laughs> not and yes, it's not accurate. We got an extensive email about that. Oh no! <laughs> oh really? Oh, what kind of car is it? Uh, this comes from Daniel Vincent, who says, Hi, Chris, Jordan, Jake, and guest. Uh, that's you, Lindsay. Oh, neat. Of the reasons, one of the reasons I love Sailor Moon so much is the team behind the show likes to slip in a lot of nice details in the background and foreground of the show, one of which is seen often but rarely discussed. Cars. Almost all the cars in Sailor Moon are based on real-world cars, either because the animators drove the specific ones or they just really liked them a lot. I also think these cars say some things about their characters if a named character is driving them. Because the show is set in Japan, there's a lot of Japanese makes, like Toyota, Honda, Zuzu, and Mitsubishi. However, there's plenty of Italian and German cars to go around, too, and very rarely an American car. Nowadays, these things get embroiled in product placement, but nobody was paying to have these cars in Sailor Moon. The animators put them in there because they really liked them. A few notable but important cars are... 
1988 Volkswagen Golf, or Rabbit as it is known in some markets, is the car Usagi's father drives. Very appropriate for a frugal family man, and of course the name fits. Mamoru has excellent taste in automobiles as he drives an Alfa Romeo SZ, short for Sprint Zagato. This is a deep cut for a sports car, as only 1,036 were produced and about 100 were imported to Japan. His parents had to have been ridiculously wealthy when they died for him to be able to afford such a rare automobile, as this car stickered for 40,000 English pounds when new. When accounting for inflation, that's around $119,000 in today's dollars. Like most Italian cars, it's expensive to maintain, but it looks great and goes fast. A few other Alphas show up in the show, as well as incidental cars. The animators likely had an affinity for Italian cars. Good old Nephrite drove a 92 Ferrari 512TR, an updated version of the Ferrari Testarossa, the car seen in Miami Vice. Nice. Haruka's car is a Toyota 2000 GT. Toyota basically made a Japanese homage to a Jaguar E-Type. Haruka's car is special because it's an homage to the one-off custom convertible version of the 2000 GT found in the James Bond movie You Only Live Twice, which was driven by Japanese Bond woman Aki. It's a much-beloved car in Japan because of that. Wow. Uh, side note, this is Chris talking. Uh, I am surprised that uh, You Only Live Twice is fondly remembered in Japan, as I consider it to be the most racist James Bond movie. <laughs> Back to the email. Both Mamoru and Haruka drive Bimota Tessi 1D motorcycles, which again are both uh, Italian and expensive. In 1991, this bike would cost 40 grand US dollars or 72 grand in today's dollars. They're also different than regular bikes and they have hub center steering, which is very rare on motorcycles. The Tessi's Descendant is one of two bikes currently in production that uses hub center steering. This bike was the new hotness in the 1990s and reflective of the wealth of both Haruka and Mamoru. It's very much a driver's bike thanks to its sharp steering and requires a high level of skill to drive. Oh. Here we here we go, Jordan. You ready? Yes. Unfortunately for Chris, UDL does not drive a Subaru Outback, a car which was not released until after Sailor Moon S was out of production. Yeah. Yeah. UDL drives a 1970s three-door Toyota Corolla station wagon. Uh, yes, it's a station wagon with a long roof and a real back seat, but only two front doors. These kinds of wagons died out right around the turn of the 80s. UDL is either very cheap or has an affinity for old wagons. Uh, and of course, we can't forget everyone's sexy car diamond, Steering. Steering possessed a first-generation Mazda MX-5 Miata. The Miata is known for its lightweight and extreme drivability, as well as good looks. It's a no-brainer to take this car that you'd find on racetracks across the world and turn it into a racing diamond. And although it's not technically technically a car, Jedi did possess a Douglas DC-8 airliner to try and run over the Sailor <laughs> Guardians all the way back in Season 1. They even get their airplane details right. That's just a few notable cars so far without spoilers. There's incidental yeah. appearances by Rolls-Royce, rover minis actual japanese buses and so on there's a few more cars that show up in future episodes but they'll have to wait for now thanks for reading dan vincent uh dan thank you so much uh i will do my best to never again refer to udl's car as a super outback but instead call it the three-door corolla i didn't realize it was only three doors how did i miss that yeah it's a hatchback it's got that hatchback funny take a look at the uh, i just sent a uh, yeah oh that's totally it though damn yeah, uh, and and Dan actually tweeted at us, and he was like, "Hey, it's not a it's not a Subaru." <laughs> and well, Subaru so has I, a lot of hatchbacks. We just bought a Subaru hatchback uh, a couple of like a month ago. Hey, um, I, I like a Subaru hatchback. I'm gonna be needing to get a new car soon because I drive an 18 year old Toyota myself. So, oh yeah, no go. kidding. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Dan, for that. Uh, and I think that's all we've got time for as far as today's Sailor Business Business. So what do you say we go ahead and get into the episode? I like it. Yes. Yes. 
As I have previously mentioned, we are watching episode 113, A House Filled with Evil Presence, The Beautiful Hotaru's Secret. But I am guessing that is not what it is called in English when it was dubbed by our pals at Cloverway. Oh, gosh. Yeah, let me look. Jordan, did you forget that we do this bit in every episode? Uh, it's just we, we got here so quickly. What's the name of the episode again? <laughs> episode 113, A House Filled with Evil Presence, The Beautiful Hotaru's Secret. Got it. Flawless victory. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, okay. <laughs> um, what can I give you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a hint for this one. Oh, jeez. It. I'll. I'll tell you the first word. The <laughs> okay. first word is Reenies. Reenies. Is it? Is it like just Reenies' new friend? No, but you're very close. Imagine it if you said that in a way that could be taken the wrong way. Oh, oh, I looked it up. Oh, mm. uh, uh, Reenie's, Reenie's <laughs> special oh. pal. <laughs> no, that... Reenie's gal pal. Oh. Why, why don't you tell him what it is? Oh, it's Reenie's risky friendship. Oh my! <laughs> that's oh, it's so funny because like the Cloverwave. DVDs I have, I don't get to see the dub title because they're uncut. Um, right. So it just gives the Japanese title. So I never, I never know. I don't get the little thing where it shows you the dub title at the start. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, well, this so is crazy. the old dub. This is not on the current dub. Yeah, I'll, I've got um, all the Sailor Moon S that I have from uh, high school from where Cloverwave did it. That's what I watched for this because. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because the, the, the Viz ones haven't come out yet to where I could watch the dub version of it. And right, I, I just wanted to... They are on Hulu, but the dub versions are not out yet on yeah, DVD. Not for really, uh, this part of, of this. It's really strange. I'm not, I'm not sure how they're doing their release schedule for that. It seems really odd. It, it's a little weird, but they've done a really good job with them so far. So yeah. I am, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to deal with the weirdness. I'm, I'm okay with dealing with the weirdness. I'm, I'm patient. And... and they're gonna do the movies, so yes, oh, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. So yeah, uh, this episode is gonna be about Rini and uh, and her new friend Hataru, who may or may not have a pretty big part to play in the series as we go forward. Oh man, you know what's really crazy to me about this when it got dubbed? So like, you guys were talking um, when Pluto showed back up, how she got a dub name. And all the different dub names everywhere. Hotaru's just Hotaru. They didn't they didn't try to give her a different name at all. Yeah, I, it's super weird. I don't know how they made those decisions. It's like Yeah, it's mind blowing. I mean again, they just gave uh Pluto whatever stupid name they gave her. Yeah. Trista? They're, Trista something? Dude, they're I'm I'm sad about what they did to Pluto. She's my she's my favorite outer scout and they just uh they gave her some really dumb dialogue and like the episodes before this where i'm just like oh no she sounds terrible no she doesn't need to sound like a high schooler she's like she's a grown-ass woman guys come on you know what but uh, but i'll tell you i don't think i don't think it's the dub's fault the the anime just didn't give her anything like even in the in the subtitled version she just doesn't come off well she doesn't do anything good yeah they just oh, they just give her they just give her weird phrases to say that don't match up with like whatever they're subbing in there it's like ah, uh, i don't know just her language is very specific so we open our episode with what i would describe as a very risky friendship <laughs> that's true that's true oh 
Cultural differences, you know? Ugh. The two Usagis enjoying a bath together, just, you know, hanging out as, as future mother and future child do. In a bathtub, which, again, isn't crazy if you just think of it as someone bathing their daughter, but that's not quite what's happening it does like look it's i'm not like weirded out or bothered by this it's just weird to be like oh yeah right that's her and her daughter from the future right <laughs> like it's it's just a weird show they're just, they're just having a conversation in the bathtub yeah rini is or rather chibi is singing uh maiden's policy oh yeah yeah that's oh, true yeah. and uh in the dub she's singing she's humming row 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 your boat <laughs> there's some good face there's some good faces during this segment though Oh yeah, that uh, that jazz album really got around. No, no. Why you think Maiden's Policy was on there too? I think every song on the show was on that jazz album. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> here's the thing: the songs clearly exist in the world of the show. Like <laughs> Miracle Romance exists as a song in in the world of the show. So it's gotta they gotta come from somewhere, and it's too much of a headache to figure it out if they come from somewhere else. Everything comes from that jazz album. <laughs> I can get behind that. So uh, what happens in this bathtub scene is Chibi's like, I got a new friend. And Usagi's like, what? Is it a boy? Oh, my God. You have a crush. And then uh, Chibi tries to drown her mother. <laughs> oh, but th- that's the other best part. Like in the dub, she goes, is it a she friend or a he friend? But she leads with she friend. And it's like, wait, wait, guys. Wait. I know that like uh, th- that Shannon Maynard, uh, who has been a guest previously, uh, on our, our most recent episodes, in fact, um, talks a lot about Chibiusa and Hitaru and their friendship slash romance. And I always like wondered, I was like, oh, is this is this a thing where it's like textual, like Usagi and Memoru? Or is it like like Ami and Makoto, where it's something that like I will admit I read a little bit into? Uh, but there's certainly a whole lot of of subtext that that starts in this episode yeah well no th- i mean like this episode is like it has what is haruka's gender level of like sexual threes company confusion yeah which i believe <laughs> is is able to to happen i i've said this before and i still don't know if this is true or if it's just something i heard when i was younger and believed to this day but i'm pretty sure that uh, Japanese doesn't have a gender-specific pronoun in the way that that we would say in English, like he's my friend or she's my friend or they're my friend, uh, which is one of the reasons uh, they were able to get away with keeping the secret in uh, Castlevania Three of Sifa being a woman uh, until like the good ending credits. Uh, so I, I think you, I, I think this, I think Sailor Moon S plays with that a lot. Uh, between Haruka and and now the whole thing of like, oh, who's your new friend? Right, right. And isn't this like the third or fourth? Like, I mean, I guess I guess Chibi's got a reputation for liking boys now because she keeps like freaking out over different boys. She doesn't have any friends though. Still, like, she doesn't have any friends close to her age. I feel like that's part of what this episode is. Just she's yeah. really excited to have a friend. Like, she's gone. She's come from the future, and she's like, oh, I gotta make friends, and it didn't work out with that kid that made the tea very well, so, uh, <laughs> so I gotta find somebody else, and oh, hey, here's a friend. That's why she's she's here. Like, she has been specifically sent back yeah. from the future to make fr- a friend. Yeah. 
which is a very weird for your mom to tell you. But when your mom is the immortal god queen of the universe, like yeah. you, I'm sure you get used she, to that. She tells you to make a friend. You you go and you make a you make a damn friend. You make two friends if you can. Sure. sure. So they're doing that in the bathtub. Meanwhile, uh, our boy Memory Chiba's out for a while. Oh, oh and... can we talk about his outfit? <laughs> oh, please, please. Usually it's me, outfit. but you go you go right ahead, Livy. I just noticed my next note was, uh, what is the sweater Mamoru is wearing? What is this ascot? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, he is wearing a sweater and an ascot. You're right. It is an intense outfit. He's, he's just walking in the moonlight, wearing this, uh... This, oh, I'm trying to find the screen grab on my, on my DVD. It's, it's like... Just, what it's, is, yeah. I can't tell if it's a cardigan or just a deep V with a with a fucking neckerchief. He's almost cosplaying as like Fred from Scooby Doo, kind of, but like <laughs> just in the middle of the night to go meet these ladies at this uh, outdoor coliseum or whatever this is. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something about Memory Chiba. <laughs> Please. My dude likes layers. He likes layers way too much. He is a layer aficionado. Well, like, I feel like he would talk about it as soon if you like if you mentioned his clothes at all, he'd be like, well, you know, you got to you got to wear layers. You got layers. Cold in the morning, hot in the <laughs> afternoon, cold at night. You don't need to change. You don't need to bring a jacket if you got layers. <laughs> it's a complicated ascot, too. Like, I don't I'm not entirely sure how he's wrapping this around his neck. Well, I, in we will find out soon that the problems that most people would have with uh, dressing in layers, he does not have. <laughs> So, uh, he's out walking around, and uh, the outer senshi show up. So, Haruka, Michiru, and Satsuna uh, show up, and we get some full-ass transformation with this. I was watching this with Aiden today, and I turned to her, and I was like, so, uh, they had, had about five minutes left when they were done with the script, huh? Because <laughs> we get full transformation sequences. And then here's the weirdest thing. We don't get a full transformation sequence for Mamoru. No, he gets the best. He gets the best. <laughs> he just kind of, like, just has, fades into his tuxedo. He no. has magical leaves that yes. just, like, swoosh by him, and all of a sudden he's in his outfit. It's like, tux. what? I've, I've, seen, I've seen, like, little animations of that shared online before. I'm like, what episode is that? And I was like, oh, holy shit, it's this episode. If I had the ability to instantly dress in a tuxedo, I would be wearing a tuxedo a lot fucking more. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a pain in the ass. But if you could just be like, oh, I'm in a tux. What Especially do you know? Especially with layers. With that many layers. I mean, yeah. it just makes so Not much a sense. Problem. You gotta, look, you got to get layers. It's fall. So, you know, it's going to be like, you, it's going to be cold in the morning. It's going to warm up in the afternoon. And then you can just like get a fallen leaf to turn you into a tuxedo. You're good to go. Good to go, bro. <laughs> That's my impression of Memorial. One giant leaf is all it took for him to be in like so many, so much of a tuxedo. Giant <laughs> leaf for mankind. I was literally <laughs> going to say it, and now I get to be mad at you for saying it. Yeah, that's perfect. That was a good one. That was a good now, one. I, should, I will give some sailor business clarification, because people did reach out to us to clarify what the deal is with Pluto. Um, okay. We had a big discussion about Pluto, because because they go like, he's like, oh, you're the, you're the sailor guardians from the past. And Pluto's like, uh, and the future. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Fucking bonkers. My, my, my husband was like, that's the most Sailor Moonish thing they've ever said on this entire show because it's okay. so confusing. So, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They're clearly not the Sailor Guardians from the past because do we know who the fucking Sailor Guardians from the past are? Well, they're them it's reborn. Not them. No, no, they were. They, they, this is where they explain it, Chris. This is where they explain it. 
Yeah, um, but Usagi got all of her memories back. So Usagi, when she is like Usagi, when she oh, got good. all her memories back, should have been like, "Hey, weren't there like four more of us?" No, 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 <laughs> no. They're, this is why, Chris. Let me put it in terms you might understand. They're, they're okay. like they're like the X Force of the Sailor Scouts. Explain yourself. They're doing like the Black Ops. So it's like it's like the everyday Sailor Scouts are like, yeah, we fight bad guys. When bad guys show up, we fight. And th- and these ones are like, we fucking kill people before the Sailor Scouts even know they're coming. They're, that's, that's <laughs> okay. That's, okay. Fair. Uh, that's pretty fucking rad. So here's what, wait, here's wait, what surprised wait, me. Hold though. on, I haven't explained the Pluto thing yet. Okay. That we got the clarification we got because we were. I was very confused about. Wait, so when is Pluto from? How is this? What the fuck is the what? What? And the answer is apparently. Pluto is <laughs> Pluto was made to guard the door during the silver millennium. She's a baby when she's guarding the door. She's like a little kid. She's not she well at least they they make well, her look like right. younger. She's got like the bigger eyes and it's like uh it's Sailor Moon's mom instead. She's like, "Hey, you got to right. guard the store. It's your job." And Pluto's like, "Oh, okay, I'll guard the store." And then she's just there forever and she right. ages in front of the store and that's part of why like Oh man, she's got like this crazy story in the comics where it's just like it just doesn't wind up in the anime at all, and you just feel so, so bad for her. Wait, she's from Silver Millennium. She yes. she didn't yep. die and get reborn. She's she, just she's, from Silver Millennium. She's just been in front of that door the whole so damn time. When we ask, when we asked, "Where's the present Pluto?" the answer is standing in front of that door. And she will for another thousand years and then get sent back in time. Okay. Okay. So to clarify, this Pluto, this Setsuna is uh-huh. from the future. She she has come from the future where she is thousands of years old because she's been standing in front of a door for thousands of years. Okay. Here's my other question. Uranus and Neptune, Mishiru and Haruka, are from the past. They're from Silver Millennium. Well, they're reborn in the present. Okay, because when Uranus was like, oh, yeah, we guard the outer, you know, we're, we're the outer senshi. We guard the, the whole system from, like, threats that come from beyond. I was like, oh, really? Like the, like, fucking planet Nemesis? The, the <laughs> Crystal Tokyo? Yes. That is a real shit job. Yes. Oh, uh, they, they, they knew they were going to get, they knew they were going to cover that with some time travel. It's fine. And they do specifically <laughs> say... That this season is their fault. They're like, man, this is our fault because we let this shit get through and we didn't even stop it. And I, yes, I was sitting there going, technically the entire series is your fucking fault because you let all of that shit through. But all right, sure, let's. Pretend. Well, Beryl, Beryl didn't come from from out of space. Beryl came from Earth. All right, with her crepe shop. But but Chris, but they let through the original attack back in the day. Which attack? The one that killed the Silver Millennium. No, that came from Beryl. That came from Beryl and the Four Kings. They're all from Earth. They're all from Earth? Yeah. Mm, I think there's more to it than that, but that's okay. We'll okay. Get there. Yeah, they certainly, look, they certainly didn't stop that fucking plant dude from coming back nope. and really killing everybody <laughs> again. Nope. Yeah. It, nope, that. you're absolutely right. Dude, it, so in the comics... um, because the cats like to keep things from things for people. After they find out about uh, Uranus and Neptune, Artemis and Luna and Diana, actually, they're just like, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to tell you this, but those two are guardians that aren't supposed to be here. It's just like, why are you holding back this information, guys? Who would who would who would it be that you don't need to like? Who's in charge of you that would say you don't need to be telling them this? <laughs> yeah, I wish Usagi just once would be like, Hey, I'm the queen of the universe. <laughs> 
I I am slash will be. It's like I know I'm in school right now, but you guys gotta tell me these things. Don't don't let them like yeah. show up and confuse us and like try to kill us and not actually give us a heads up that this could happen. I mean, I don't know. So if they're the X Force of the Sailor Scouts, probably Uranus is cable, right? Well, no, Chibi's cable. We've established <laughs> that. <laughs> That's that's similar business continuity is the Chibi's cable. If if someone someone drew it, it's continuity. All right, somebody should draw then the entire X Force number one cover with the outer. I would say okay, Pluto's Domino, Uranus is Shatterstar. Wait, wait, no, why is Pluto Domino? Well, who do you think should be Domino? Uh, uh, Saturn. Okay, fair, fair. (laughs) Okay, so Saturn's Domino. Well, look, Saturn's not a scout yet. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Oh. This Spoiler. is another one of those things where, like, I always, you know, I always said during the first season, once, uh, once Venus showed up, uh, v- Venus and Jupiter, that they should have been like, okay, well, there's gonna be four more, right? <laughs> like at least three, probably four. But yeah. now they've literally got Sailor Mercury, Sailor Venus, Sailor Moon, representing Earth, mm-hmm. Darian, uh, Sailor Mars, Sailor uh, Jupiter. Sailor Venus, I already said Venus. Uh, Sailor Saturn, Sailor <laughs> Neptune. Totally lost it. No, no they I'm don't totally have Saturn. It. They don't they've have got, Saturn. They've got eight out of the nine, and they don't have Saturn. And somebody should be going, "Hey, where's fucking Saturn?" <laughs> That's what I'm getting at here. That's true. I know, but your inability to say it properly is amazing. <laughs> My very excellent mother. No, no. Yeah, that was right. My very excellent mother. Mercury, just Sailor Venus. <laughs> Sailor Venus. <laughs> no, that's not going to help. Okay. Okay. So X Force tells Darian, "It's our fault that God, they should call them X Force forever." Yes, I yes. want to do this. <laughs> and he's like, "Why don't you work with the the with Serena? Like, why don't you work with Sailor Moon?" And they're like, "Cause she's terrible at her job and she can't handle this shit. We're the fucking real deal." They were given stronger powers. They've got stronger powers, so they, why should they? Why should they deal with them? I both hate and love this. <laughs> They're dickheads. Well, yeah, because Darian, of all people, should be like, "Hey, watch your fucking mouth." Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> he probably does. Is yeah, he the weakest? D- d- is he the weakest of the entire team? Uh, yes. I mean, other uh, than like Chibi, morally right speaking, now. or other than Chibi, no, Chibi's very strong. Chibi's uh, very she, strong. She can annoy people with a with blips to the head. <laughs> uh, pink sugar heart attack is the best. It's, I don't know, it's it's, great. but it's less powerful than a well thrown rose. It performs the exact function of a well thrown rose. What the fuck are you talking about? Well thrown rose can like break shit. Hey, hey, a well yeah. thrown a well thrown rose can kill a flower obsessed um, yeah. previous best friend. We've established this. Yeah, but Darian should be like, hey, yeah, ever hear of Queen Barrel? <laughs> yeah. right, right. Here's the reason. Here's the reason you might not have lately. Uh, it's Usagi. Yeah, actually, no, they won't have heard of her because she got erased. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's true. Hey, where were they during the fucking fight? Then they're they're at the outer edge of the out of the edge of the universe. They can't they can't yeah, be bothered. Um, they can't be bothered. <laughs> I kind of feel like Queen Beryl murdering Queen Serenity was maybe like a uh, all hands on deck situation. Well, you know you don't know the talk that Pluto got when she was put in charge of that door. She probably saw stuff happen. It was like I should go. Wait, no, nope. She told me to watch this door. I have That's to true. stay here. I can't move. Oh wow, that looks really bad. Maybe I should. Nope, nope. Gotta watch the door. 
All right, all right, let's keep going. So, getting back to the plot, uh, Chibiusa wants advice because Chibiusa's never had a friend before and she's about to like go over to a friend's house, so she wants advice. And again, if you're gonna go to one fucking person on this show for advice on making friends, no, it really we know who it needs to be, of course, absolutely know who it needs to be the person she hates, not Amy, because Amy's just gonna tell you to give everybody books, yeah, well, but. She asks Ray. No, because, oh. well, hold on. Because she, because as you know, she thinks Serena is a giant pain in the ass. That's her mom. Yeah, I know. And this, now you're wondering why I dislike her. <laughs> She's so mean to her poor mother. Anyway, but you're leaving out the most important part, which is that, again, every scout that she talks to, which is every scout, misinterprets it as romantic. Do you yes. want to play to your heart's content? That's like what the subtitle said for, for Nina. And I was just like, whoa, 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 back it up. This, this kid's not that old. I wish they had given her, like, very specific advice. Because they don't. And I wish they would have given, like, I wish that Venus would have been like, like, oh, you're gonna, like, try and make a good first impression? Well, it won't matter because uh, he's gonna think you're dead and then date <laughs> your best friend. So why even fucking bother? And I wish that Ray just would have been like, oh, make him do chores. No, yes. no, no, no. They're they're being very helpful and optimistic. Yeah, so, Amy, Amy's just being like, oh, I don't think you need to bring anything. But if you're gonna, you should bring a book. <laughs> I mean, and actually, here, here's a book right here. It's really It's a really giant book. You should bring it. Yeah, she goes to Venus for clothing advice, Amy for etiquette about bringing a, a a gift. She goes to Jupiter, and Jupiter has just baked cookies and gives her a bunch of cookies to bring. And she says, she says something like, if I had known, I would have made cookies with extreme romantic appeal. Oh, but that, like, so the dub, the Cloverwave dub on this, I just like... Mm-hmm. I just play it with the dub on, and I have, this, and I have the uh, subtitles on for it. And it says that... She's making extravagant cookies, is what she says in the subtitles. But in the dub, they turn into lip-shaped cookies. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? What? In the dub, they, again, they play it a little bit like the opposite. In the sub, it's very much everybody going, oh, she must be going to see a boy that she wants to woo. Whereas in the dub, they kind of go, we're not going to say the gender, and only Serena will be confused. And so it seems to me like... uh, What's her name in the dub? Lita. Lita is like, oh, yeah, sure. You can bring some of my cookies to your friend. But it's a little awkward because they're lip-shaped cookies. <laughs> like, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Miko and Amy are just really, really concerned about these lip-shaped cookies, too. <laughs> they're just like, whoa, hold up. Okay. So then she goes to Ray to ask what she should say. And again, Ray has no friends. <laughs> Ray has she no really friends. She she's only friends with the other Senshi, which and is only because sad. they have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, look, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're gonna ask one person, ask the person who has, like, none of these people have a friend outside this group. That's true. <laughs> but she doesn't respect Serena. She doesn't respect her. <sighs> no respect. No. Well, wait. So Ray must know somebody named Michael, though. At well, least that's what I was trying to figure okay, out. I was trying to figure out. That's what I wrote down too. I'm like, wait, who's Michael? Is it, like, Michael Jackson? I don't know! It's just, she points dramatically, and there's, like, this really great screenshot, actually. It's just Usagi pointing forward, and there's, like, spaceships in the background, and Ray looks really mad, and she's just going, oh, Michael! It's like, wait, who's Michael? 
Yeah, Ray gets mad because what happens is Chibiusa goes to Ray, and it turns out that Usagi is there. So when she hears Chibi asking about what she should do when she goes over to her friend's house, Usagi butts in immediately, and Ray gets mad at her and tells her to go back to studying. And then Usagi distracts her by going, "Oh look, there's Michael. Who yeah. is Michael? Who's Michael? Uh... That's our episode title. Who's Michael?" I really want to know who it is. I was like, I was trying to think of the past episodes. I was like, was there a race spotlight episode? A dude named Michael got targeted and she really liked him, but I, I can't think of any. Yeah. Like it's been a while since we've recorded last, but I, I've, I have no clue on this one. Jordan, do you know who Michael is? No, no. I, I, I mean, I think there would have to be a bigger clue if it was an actual famous person. I'm, I'm assuming it just oh, must be a boy. Literally, she's a the only Michael that I've heard referred to as just Michael is is Michael Jackson. It's her Michael though, because she says, "Where my Michael?" And it's like, wait, but when did she get a Michael and her own Michael? <laughs> I don't know. It must be. Oh, you know what? It's Michael from What's Michael? You the, not know what the that manga? Is. Yeah, yeah. I think you're reaching a little bit, bro. Because you were saying who's Michael, so I'm saying it's what's Michael. Okay. So Usagi goes uh, with Chibi to meet her new friend. And when they arrive at the house, it is, of course... No, 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 no. no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, sorry. I forgot. I skipped a scene. I skipped a scene. Because we're going to be here for four hours. Gotcha. But this one is a very important scene, Chris. Because you, first of all, you skipped the scene uh, that has the cell that I own in it. Oh, Oh, really? Uh, yes, I will send you a screenshot of the, the actual frame. It's this this weird Usagi face that I just sent you the link to. They're walking along, and uh, Usagi's holding the cookies, and she's just making a kind of funny, goofy face. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I d- it didn't come with the chibi. Chibi's not part of it, and it has a different background, but that's the actual cell that I own. So I was pretty excited. Oh, that's cool. What happens in the scene is they buy a book, and it's a book uh, that... Uh, apparently is is sort of hard to get and they were very excited about it and they pass a bunch of posters saying there's going to be a signing but they don't pay any attention to it and Yusagi's like I kind of want to read that book and Chibi's like go fuck yourself this is for my friend <laughs> Chibi Yusagi also asks uh, what the boy is like and, and Chibi says oh my friend is is cute but a little bit sickly and Usagi has this big fantasy of uh, Chibi's uh, meeting a boy in the hospital, which is actually pretty sweet because it looks a lot like the scene in Sailor Moon R oh, yeah. when little Usagi meets uh, meets Memoru in the hospital for the first time. Aww. That was a I love scene. that scene. That's such a good scene. Oh, it's so good. So then they get to the house, and it is well. Then we get a scene in the in the murder basement. Oh yeah, oh, murder, murder basement. basement. In, in oh, the right. creepy the creepy doll stage. Oh. This is such a weird oh. scene. The Messiah of Silence stuff is so weird. The Messiah of Silence stuff might literally be the weirdest thing that has happened on the show thus far. Up to and including sexy race cars. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush. Um, Hotaru's secret, obviously, it's pretty clear, right? Is that it, that's her. Yeah, she is the um, Messiah of Silence. They don't hide her very well. I mean... Like, she's in shadow, but not much. Barely. <laughs> so her father dresses her up in special dresses puts her on a dark stage covered in creepy dolls so many creepy dolls and then talks to her it's real weird is he okay i i I know this will eventually be revealed but like is he her like real father uh i think yeah i think he is yeah Yeah, i'm pretty sure okay yeah okay weird okay as far as i can tell yeah 
Then you'll you'll find out more about like why he's acting the way he is. Although I might be I might be getting anime and comics mixed up, but I'm pretty sure his his part stays reasonably the same. Okay, so they get to the house. Yusagi's like, "Oh shit, these people are rich. This is an amazing house." <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it's it's almost as though it has like a vast network of uh, secret rooms and <laughs> and hidden tunnels underneath. Where, where would you fit this house in Tokyo that they could easily? walk and get to it without it being dark by the time they got there tokyo is a very small city i don't know if you know that but it's uh very small and no one lives there so <laughs> it also has a lot of public transportation so they probably took yeah. like seven trains to get there yeah, well, it, yeah. they probably took the toden which is now currently a sexy monster oh, yes. <laughs> um so they get there they ring the doorbell or they're about to ring the doorbell uh and don't get to when the door opens revealing Boobs. Yes. Kaori Knight opens the door. I Um, was happy as hell. Yeah. Do you? I had no idea this was going to happen. Do you know how stoked I was to see Kaori back in action? How? Oh, so stoked. Uh, Welcome welcome back, Kaori. I have missed you and your ludicrously sexy uh, (laughs) hanging out at the house outfit. And now. Uh, oh, unfortunately, I have to allude to a thing. No, wait, was it? No, wait, to death, back to Death Note, back to the Death Note conversation. Yes. Because here's a moment where Usagi is a moron, and I have to even go, even you shouldn't be that dumb. She literally opens the door and goes, oh, shit, that's Kaori Knight. And then they introduce her. Oh, this is Kaori. Yeah, <laughs> and she she's goes, totally, totally not the same lady. You know, even though she looks exactly like her, even though her boobs goes, are exactly the same. She like, goes, must be somebody else, though. It's it seems to be someone different. <gasps> what? <laughs> Legitimately, my favorite thing about this was that uh, Usagi goes, she looks like Kaolinite, but she acts completely differently. <laughs> Because, you know, she wouldn't pretend to be anybody else. She is not actively trying to murder you? Is that what you mean? I guess that is a big change. She's wearing the same clothes. Her hair's in the same style. It's not even like a passing resemblance. This is not a Clark Kent Superman situation. This is Superman showing up in a Superman suit going, my name's Steve. And everybody goes, oh, okay. No, in fact, they wouldn't. He'd be going, my name's Soup. He'd be saying his name was Soups or something like that. Yes. And they're like, oh, not Superman, I guess. Or he'd, or he'd, be, he'd be pulling a Dr. Slump and saying Superman with like P and A in it. And be like, yeah, oh yeah, no, he's totally not the same guy. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Ridiculous. And, and, and the lip cookies get broken in the process, which is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Chibius is really upset about it. So, so, so they get, uh, they get let in, uh, and uh, Tomo comes to the door as well, Tomoe, and he says, oh, you're here to see my daughter? Great. Uh, this is my assistant, Kyori. Uh My daughter is busy. Why don't you sit in the sitting room or the drawing room, I think he says. And then he goes off to make some tasty coffee. Oh, yeah. That was the other part that I thought was really great. It's like in Japan, these children get coffee. But in the Cloverway Dove, they're like, oh, let's make you some cocoa. And I'm like, come yep. on. Come on. Give them some coffee. <laughs> they, they can have coffee. I love that he like he's like I'm gonna go make us some tasty coffee, and then he's like, "Excuse me, while I walk to my hidden secret door." <laughs> this yeah. is the, the most scientist coffee ever. Yeah, yeah. 
Doesn't have a regular kitchen. I do love that this dude doesn't even own a Mr. Coffee. He's no. like, he's like, because he does. Like, here's the thing: he goes down into the the basement lab. He calls up uh, Mimet and sends her on a mission and does all the the Professor Tomoe stuff. But he also is legit making coffee. He's actually making that coffee. Yeah, he's like, he's like, look, uh, I don't have a French press, so I got to do this in the lab. He has to put on his lab coat first, too. That's the other part. He's like, oh, well, before I go down there, I got to put yes. on my lab coat. It made me think that he was making a coffee daemon, which he's not. Coffee diamond, I mean. Uh, I was really hoping it was going to be a coffee diamond, too. <laughs> uh. So, speaking of which, so he calls Mehmet. Mehmet is reading manga. Yes. Now, she keeps saying something about Drop. The character's name is Drop. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it. Uh, so, apparently, the manga is called Drop Drop. Uh, and I, I, I tried to search to see if that's a real manga, and there is a manga called Drop, but uh, it started well after Sailor Moon, and it's about this was a actually like manga. a a twenty two year viral marketing campaign <laughs> for uh, Sailor Moon drops. No, yeah, oh, that's great. So she's reading Drop. Uh, by the way, and so I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Drop is the same book that they bought for. It Hattaru, is, which right? I was really confused yes. about for a while because they kept saying book and I expected them to say comic or manga. So I got really confused that this was what they were picking up for. So he calls up Mimet and he's like, what do you got? And she goes, oh, uh, yeah, there's a guy who draws a manga who's having a signing. So I'll go get his heart. Totally. That was my plan. Yeah. Which I love that I'm watching this and being like, Mehmet, you are not taking this job seriously. And spoiler warning, <laughs> next week there's an episode where Mehmet gets called out for not taking her fucking job seriously. Oh, man, it's so good. I, I love Mehmet. I think she's she's my favorite out of the Witches 5. She's amazing. She's pretty great. She just legit is like, um, yeah, these are all the things that I like. And, you know, while I'm at it, I'll go get an autograph and then uh, steal that guy's heart. Piece of cake. Two, two birds with one stone. As you mentioned, they do change the in the dub. They talk about him making cocoa, even though he literally has a. It a says coffee. Can labeled <laughs> coffee, coffee in English. It says coffee in English. <laughs> well, his, uh, his locker also says Tomoe in English yeah. with a heart next to it. It's yeah. so cute. I wonder uh, who who put that there. Yeah, and Chris, that takes us to the act break. <laughs> Sailor Business and its sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business, are supported by our listeners on Patreon. Uh, if you would like to join them and kick in a couple dollars every month to uh, to help us keep going and basically make this podcast my job right now, uh, head over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, and and uh, you can kick in as little as a dollar. Uh, at five dollars, there's some some bonus audio on there, and there's going to be more coming. Uh, at fifteen dollars, you will get an enamel pin, and they are in, and they yeah. look amazing. Oh, I'm so excited! Uh, so excited! <laughs> I, I backed for the pin for sure. Yes. I was just like, oh, a pin. I don't even have that many enamel pins, but I was just like, huh, I got to get this pin. I don't even know what I didn't even know what it was yet, and I was just like, oh, I have to. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! That's I am pretty excited about the pins. I did put a a, a very pixelated picture up. Uh, I I blurred out the pins uh, because uh, Jake has them. They're being mailed out as we speak. Uh, In fact, by the time you hear this episode, uh, hopefully 
maybe one or two will have arrived by now. Yeah. Uh, and when they start arriving, I'll put an actual picture up on the Patreon page. But I love these pins. They were designed by Katie Donnelly. Uh, it's Tennis Ball Sailor Moon that we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are sending them to people. Uh, I cannot wait to get mine. I'll be I'll be wearing it at uh, Heroes Con. But yeah, like the the pins are super cool, and I'm so glad that they're coming out. Uh, but Jordan, do you wanna do you wanna thank some folks? Sure. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we have to thank Ron Evans. Thank you very much, Ron. Stu Skeel up to pledge. Well done, Stu. Uh, Cherry Holton also up to pledge. Everybody wants that pin. Yeah. Thank you, Cherry. Uh, Alex Mendoza is backing Sailor Business now. Thank you, Alex. Jessica Manchak is backing Sailor Biz. Thank you so much, Jessica. Adrian and Justin are are kicking a little bit for us. Thank you so much, both of you, Adrian and Justin. And K, the letter. <laughs> Thank you, K, the letter. <laughs> we we appreciate everybody's help so much. Uh, it makes all of this possible. Yeah, uh, because of that, we're going to be doing uh, Sailor Business bonus episodes, Xena Business bonus episodes, uh, both of which are running a little bit late because I got married. Boom. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> if you have ever done that, it takes some time. It does. It's it's a, it's a lot of work. It was a lovely, lovely wedding. That's all that matters. Yeah, I liked it. Jordan, that is the third time we have seen each other in person. Is that true? Yeah, I guess you're yeah. right. That's it? Wow, what a bummer. And it was the first time you met my wife. That's the first time we've seen each other in person since we started doing this show. Yeah, what? we have no not way. been in the same place. Yeah, no, it's true. Dang. Yeah, the last time before that was, what year was it at, at San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, 2014. Uh, yeah. San Diego 2014. And then, like, 2010 or 2011 at New York, we, we, like, got a drink. But that's, like, the only times we've ever hung out in person. Yep. Yep. And I got to meet Devin, who yeah. was great. I got to meet Aiden in person as well. That was my first time meeting her. Yeah. You could also say she's great. Oh, she's wonderful. Of course. <laughs> oh, um, and we also met, uh, I also got to meet in person a few of our former guests, which was awesome. That's right. Uh, uh, Shannon was there. Kat was there. Uh, Jordan was there as well. Mm-hmm. Jordan Witt. We we had a good time. Uh, if you want to hear a little piece of the wedding, uh, I promised Aiden that we, there would be no podcast recording, but Allison <laughs> and I snuck in uh, a an episode of Xena Business that is the currently the most what? recent episode on the Xena Business feed, recorded literally at my wedding. But yeah, um, your Patreon support uh, is supporting the bonus episodes. Uh, we're going to be doing one. We're finally going to be doing our first one for Xena Business soon, where we read The Saddle, a famous piece of Xena erotic fan fiction. Uh, again, Xena Business, kind of an adults-only show, as it turns <laughs> out. Uh, oh, I, I wanted to mention one other thing about uh, a thing that happened uh, uh, at your wedding that is not quite your wedding. Oh, okay. Shannon gave me a gift. Shannon Maynard drew uh, an, a piece of original art of a little, a little chibi uh, Darian for for me and my wife. Oh, it's it's so beautiful, um, and we totally both almost cried, uh, and we were like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna be all right." And uh, I, I posted it on the uh, the Sailor Business uh, Twitter at one point. Um, it's uh, it's it's adorable. It's adorable. We're gonna put it in our in our little baby's room. Aww. Shannon also in uh, in our guest book. Uh, drew Ami and Makoto. Yes. I, I drew Luna. You you did. Well, you did indeed draw Luna. What, what do you mean by that? Nothing. What? Uh-oh. 
Are you saying it was a lousy Luna? I it it was a it was a beautiful Luna, honey. What was she purple or was she a black cat? She wasn't purple, so it was very off model. Oh. Oh, Luna is not purple. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're also we've also got a, a sailor business mini episodes, uh, and our next one is going to be about what we would like to see uh, from a 2017 Sailor Moon reboot. Like if a, if a reboot happened today, what we'd like to change, what we'd like to keep. Uh, that should be fun. We've gotten a lot of people already writing in about that. Uh, by the time you hear this, hopefully we will have recorded that. But uh, feel free to maybe send us a couple suggestions anyway, and we'll we'll talk about it in the future, too. That is, I think, going to do it for our act break. What do you say we get back to the show? I say, let's do it. So we rejoin the show at the book signing for this uh, manga artist. And Jordan, I think he looks pretty accurate to our experiences with comics oh. creators. Oh, oh why is God. he in a ref's outfit? That bugged me the whole time. I was just like, I was like, why is this? He, in his photo op, is him wearing this weird ref shirt? Yeah. It's like, what's happening? Do you stripes. not own any other shirts? Yeah, Stripes is his brand, apparently. Yeah. Oh, man. Can we can we talk about how cute Mamet is in her uh, in her out of out of the office clothes though it's just like oh it's her it's her uh audrey hepburn yes like, scarf just, and trench coat look that uh, she, we've seen her in before it's so I, good i never get tired of it it's just adorable she's just like huh she just owns it so much it's great but yeah i really want to talk about this handsome young man with his mullet it's so, uh, so awkward. So he would absolutely be the most over referee in Georgia Championship Wrestling in 1987. <laughs> I will tell you that. He does look like he's from the 80s. Well, he's got this ridiculous mullet. And, and the, picture, the only thing better than him is the poster behind him, which I don't think, I think it's supposed to be a self-portrait, not a photograph. Oh, because really? the stripes on the shirt are a little different. And he's also like in that I'm thinking really hard pose. Everything about this dude is amazing. He's got like a foot long ponytail, but his hair is also like really unruly and like messy and it's weird. I don't like it at all. Ugh. So Mehmet is there to sort of get his pure heart. Uh, meanwhile, Usagi but, and Chibi but Chris, is that why she's there? <laughs> he needs no, his autograph she's... first because he's, he's about to be dead. So his autograph's going to be worth more. <laughs> oh, Mehmet. Yeah, but I think she's supposed to get his pure. She, she's going to try for it eventually. Yeah, eventually. So uh, we cut back to the Tomoe household, where Usagi and Chibiusa have been sitting there apparently for quite some time without coffee or Tomo or uh, Otaru showing up. I mean, science coffee takes a while. Otaru <laughs> <laughs> limps into the room, and that's when Usagi learns that Otaru uh, is a a lady. Yeah, when Hutaro shows up in her, like, uh, stereotypical ballet instructor outfit that she wears. Oh, she's so cute, though. You know, when she's not collapsing. Well, she's cute and sickly. That's what we yes. know about her. She really does. Now, ever since you called her, <laughs> you said she was in Lydia Deed's cosplay. I can't <laughs> think of anything else. Like, that's all she I can think of. one million percent is. Oh, <laughs> Oh, now that you've said that, it makes oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, so immediately, Chibi and and uh, and Yusagi start fighting because 
Chibi's like, yeah, because this idiot thought I was going to see a boy. And she's like, that's because you're your boy crazy. And they're like screaming and trying to beat each other up. And as always, everyone who's not them thinks it's adorable and hysterical. And so Hitaru starts yeah, laughing at As them. opposed to being like uncomfortable and horrifying, which is how I would feel if, if these two people were in front of me like screaming at each other. Well, she, gets like... those, she gets those rubber arms, so it's really funny to watch. She gets, she's like, there's, there's a screenshot where she's just like, her arms are legit like adventure time rubber arms yep, yep. <laughs> it must have been funny to watch it's like uh well chris it's like when we have guests on this show and we start fighting and they just think it's funny <laughs> it's true i am very adorable <laughs> right you're just i just you're just boy crazy that's all so true so so then kaori knight shows up apparently tomoe was like uh, 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 kaori shows up i'm sorry oh, right. Right. what am i it's thinking? not kaori knight kaori knight would never be in a place like this <laughs> Yes, assistant Kaori shows up. So apparently Tomoe was like, uh, okay, I finished cooking these girls this coffee, but I'm not bringing that shit back. Hey, 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 hey come over quick here. Quick question. I honestly can't remember. What happened to Kaori Knight? She plummeted down a construction site after getting attacked during a big battle, no, right? That was Udial. Udial drove her uh, no, no, different construction site. Think, didn't they both fall down from the Different high? construction site. Yeah. Was there a different construction site? Yeah, remember yeah. With, uh, with Venus. Dress the Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. The best episode oh, right, ever, you right, mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I remember now. Yeah, Car- Carrie Knight fell. But it was some fell too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These, these folks gotta stay away from construction sites. They're like Disney villains. They they always fall. Don't forget, the fall didn't kill Udeal either. <laughs> the snails did it. <laughs> right. She, well, uh, that was, that was something that, that people wanted to point out to us, too, which was that uh, Mehmet had removed the brakes and put That's a true. hole in the floor so that the car would flood. But I still think we saw that car accomplish some amazing things. <laughs> I don't well, know. There's, there's also the logic of, oh, you didn't see a body. So, um, you know, that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I am I am trained by superhero comics. Uh, well, let's see what happens. So, say, Kyari Knight brings in the coffee and is like, I brought you the coffee. Oh, I guess I'll bring it to your room because you're going to go to your room now. And uh, Hotaru's like, fuck you, I'll carry it. <laughs> so this is my coffee. <laughs> and Hotaru then explains, and my dad's a scientist. He's got this annoying assistant who sucks named <sighs> Kyari. And I hate her. Yeah, every now and then she'll go try and murder people. <laughs> And so then uh, Usagi asks the awkward question, so uh, where's your mom at? Uh, and she's like, she's dead. And Usagi's like, oh, that makes sense. That's literally everyone on this show except for me and this one over here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and this one over here is actually way more complicated. They get into her room and she has a lot of weird glowy lights. Oh, they're now, so pretty, though. Yeah, but here's the thing I don't understand. Some of them just look like lamps, and I'm like, why are they not just working like lamps? Why are they looking like weirdo jellyfish in the dark? This is not so much a bedroom as a full-on fucking goth cave. Uh, yeah. Like, are they like all like five watt bulbs or something? They're 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 probably really low wattage. Okay. It's better than dolls. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's sure. just better than the dolls. Then uh, Hotaru collapses with her her mysterious illness, and uh, she just felt a little dizzy. That's all. But the coffee's on the floor. Oh. Oh. Coffee's all spilled. <laughs> They waited so long for that coffee, and it's just, it's gone. The coffee is not happening. Um, While she's down on the floor, uh, next to, uh, I I can't tell if that's, is that, that's Serena's locket, right? That's Usagi's locket, right? That's Usagi's. She sees uh, Usagi's locket, she picks it up, 
Jordan, how and, do you not know that that pink coat is Usagi's? You own the cell. He's wearing it. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. When she grasps the locket, it turns her evil. You know, like, like happens. She feels better when she holds it. That's all. No, but she doesn't just feel better. It's like, oh, what's this? She feels I, better and turns evil, but so no. better now. I feel yes. energy. <laughs> and they, they don't acknowledge it, which is so weird. It's like, oh, hey, Hotara, did your voice just get all spooky and your eyes get super glazed over? And she's like, what? No, that didn't happen. What are you talking about? So then uh, they give her the gift of the books. She opens the books. She's, she's like, that's that's lovely. And then that's when they finally noticed the slip of paper they were given saying there was an autograph session. Both Usagis freak out and you'll go, oh, my God, we got to go to this. Ah! And then we cut back to it where it's ending. Wait, what is the name of the store? Don two books. She got. Yeah, she got two books. She was a good friend. She got no, no. two comics. That's the name of the store is Don two books. Oh, Don Weird. two books is uh, is the leader of the nerd mafia. <laughs> That's, that's what they call Amy when she turns to crime. <laughs> Thank you, Don Two Books. <laughs> so Mehmet stops the dude who's walking out to his car. And his um, ugly outfit. <laughs> with his stupid so, ugly outfit. His stupid green pants to go with this awful rep shirt. And she says, uh, thank you so much for your autograph. And he's like, hey, no problem. I just want one more thing. Your heart. Then she literally throws off her clothes. Yes. Like, shoots them up in the air. Uh, she's wearing her normal outfit. Releases the diamond. And, Chris, I don't know. I know you said you were disappointed it wasn't a coffee uh, diamond. This is oh, so The disappointment great. was momentary. Yes. So this good. diamond. Oh, that's so good. Uh, this yeah, is uh, my favorite. Well, you know how there's, diamond. like, sexy lady race car, sexy lady motorcycle, sexy lady uh-huh. Toten? Uh-huh. Uh, this is sexy lady Jordan D. White, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep this is an editor diamond uh oh. it's pretty great do you follow your deadlines <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking editor monster is so good it's so great yeah let's see what what is she what uh i don't know what is what is uh henshu is japanese for edit apparently oh yeah so this like not only does she have like editing themed attacks like cut and paste and uh attack like literally attacking him with a blank first page uh-huh, uh-huh. uh the most horrifying thing that any writer can face pencil behind At her one ear point, like her uh her fucking like ultimate attack is uh where well, god what is it jordan what does she say because it's amazing i don't want to get says, it wrong she says white manuscript hell at one point in the subtitles oh i don't know we, we might have to I mean, it's not strict deadlines, is it? No, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to we'll it in a second. I'll, I'll I'll point it out. But like, so Usagi. And... Well, I want to talk about her clothing for a second, though, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, because this is, I assume this is what you wear. Everything. <laughs> well, I do. Well, listen, she is wearing Hufflepuff colors, which I was happy about <laughs> because I sometimes do do that. She's wearing a yellow and black striped vest and tie, but the vest is not buttoned. <laughs> it's why, just... would it, why would it be buttoned? Well, her is not buttoned, and she has no shirt. Yeah, she has no shirt and a tie. No so shirt. It's just flapping free. Uh, <laughs> and, and she's got like glasses and an updo and a pencil behind her ear. And horns. So, she's got horns for some reason. Because yes. why not? She, she, she basically. I mean, she kind of looks like an extremely sexy Homestuck. <laughs> 
it's pretty great. This is this is up there among the best uh, diamonds in my book, of course. Yeah, no, she's like number one with a fucking bullet for me. <laughs> the concept. I'm glad that we didn't even get to see anything go into the oven because what is the concept of editing? That is the best part. Is like what happens at the end whenever yeah, we'll see whenever what it turns into. Beat. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so just as the two Usagis and Hataru arrive, the editor monster is sucking out the guy's heart through his mouth. <laughs> I I hope I'll never get used to that. That shit's like the weirdest shit in the world. It also looks like when she swallows it, she chews it, which I thought was pretty funny. The other crazy part is that they have to think really fast so Hotaro doesn't see it. It's just like, oh, hey, Hotaro, don't look at that guy getting assaulted in the parking lot. Let's just go turn around and go somewhere else. Never mind. Yep. Just, you know, yep. just turn around. Yeah, my my uh, mysteriously young mom is just going to spin around in colored light for a few seconds here. So we got to we gotta go this way. Well, she calls her her cousin, so. Oh, cousins. So many goddamn cousins. Oh, it's- awkward so the pretty guardian who fights for love and justice makes the scene she gets hit with uh with uh white manuscript hell yes uh, which i loved this i don't if anyone out there is is not a writer you will never know how hard i identify with usagi in this moment uh blank drafts of hell is what she gets hit with (laughs) well your blank drafts don't have aren't like have razor sharp and uh try to Top you in half. Well, I mean, honestly, like for me, it would be like she would she would be like, oh, here it is, a blank draft hell attack, and then uh, all of a sudden a rose would show up and hit one of those pages, and it would be Chad just getting that first <laughs> draft in because he knows I'm not going to do it. Then she gets hit with a giant piece of paper that says "You're finished." Yes. That that smothers her like a giant blanket. And then she's about to use cut and paste, which is where she turns her fingers into scissors. And then the dopest shit in the world happens. Are you that obsessed with it? Dead scream. Oh, dead scream is so good. It's so fucking cool. It's so, she's just, and she just whispers it and it just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And, and we actually get to see like the full attack animation this time. And it is fucking awesome like it's just smoke and like quick zooms and like dead scream and like it's amazing and then i love that uh then uh uh uh, uranus just comes up and just goes i'm just gonna pull this stupid piece of paper off you (laughs) and (laughs) yeah it's literally just paper (laughs) this is is all i had to do to get this off of you 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 probably could have stood up Uh, it's pretty good. We get uh, some deep submerged. Do we get some world shaking in this? Uh, no, no. She, first, they have to tell her off. They have to tell her to get out of here. Um, yeah. But then we get a uh, uh, deep submerge. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Do we get a world? Then, then oh, she we get, attacks we get, with we, pins. We get attacks with pin nibs, which is great. Yeah. I love that. And then Pluto just like smacks it aside with her with her key. She's like, nah. And we do get world shaking to attack a, a second blank drafts of hell attack. And then, oh, she uses her attack, scrounging up strength before a deadline, to charge forward. <laughs> and right. then when she attacks, she goes, barely making it! <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and unfortunately gets blocked by, like, the worst attack, which is oh. Venus Love Me Chain. Which oh, is not the worst she's attack. In, she's in, like, a great pose when she's being pulled back, though. She's got, like, she's standing on, like, one toe and her other foot's up in the air and just, like, precariously balanced while she's being pulled back. Yeah. yeah, Venus Love Me Chain looks good here. In the next episode, we see it, and it's just not good. Yeah. But we'll get to that when we get it. Uh, so all the Sailor Guardians are now there. All eight of them. They're surrounded. You know, 
All eight. And then... Pluto, Venus. Well, nine if you count Tuxedo Mask, who's also there. And then Tuxedo yeah. Mask tells them... I don't. Them, you know I don't. Tuxedo <laughs> Mask tells the message of the entire movie, or a uh, movie, a uh, series, by saying, yeah, sure, maybe individually you're more powerful than Sailor Moon, but the real power is friendship. Yeah, friendship! <laughs> he doesn't actually say that, but he says she has lots of friends, and all together they're super powerful. Dicks. I also like that Mehmet is like, why is everyone ganging up on this? Like, she's not trying to murder people. <laughs> right, right. We see the uh, the, so, the Holy Grail pop open. Wait, wait. For the, the part where she she tells the editor, Demon, Demon to, uh, hey, just, uh, why don't you attack them all? And she's like, I, I, I used everything. Them. I already used all my stuff. I used all my supplies. <laughs> Uh, so the Holy Grail gets busted out. Sailor Moon transforms into uh, Super Sailor Moon with Crisis makeup, and then uh, God, I love the Super Sailor Moon transformation too. Oh, it's so There's good. so many fucking transformation sequences in this episode. There's like four or five. Yeah, it's it's like so many. There's I think I think there's five yeah. because we get all we get Neptune. Uh, Uranus and uh, Pluto in their entirety. Then we get Sailor Moons in in her entirety. Then we get Super Sailor Moons. And we get the Leaf one. You can't forget the Leaf one. And the Leaf. <laughs> so so we'll say five and a half. <laughs> That's five and a half. But we don't get any of the other inners. And honestly, yeah, yeah. the Crisis makeup is very short. It's shorter than the other ones. But uh, anyway, Rainbow Moon Heartache happens, and that is that for the uh, editor monster. And the editor monster says strict deadlines when she dies. That's what happens. Yeah. Again, really identify with it. Mimet just pieces out of there before the attack hits her. It's so good. So then we find out what she was. And the answer is she was a page of manga art. Not just a page of manga art. so great. She's a page of manga art depicting her own defeat. Really should have thought that one through before he popped that one in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he should have. Popped in a page of her winning. Um, yeah, I was like, where did where did Tomoe get a page of manga art from? Oh, he drew it when he was making the coffee. That's why it took so long. Oh, there you go. There you go. I love the bird that comes out, too. Mm-hmm. So a monster has been defeated, which means it's time for Ray to yell at uh, fucking Sailor Moon about not studying. <laughs> and then, uh, is that it? Uh, no, it's bath time once again. Oh, yeah, back in the it bath starts time. starts in the tub, ends in the tub. It's it's it, it's the hero's <laughs> journey, dude. You where you begin. You return to the land of perfect day, aka the bathtub. And you find out that Chibi went to the video arcade and totally forgot that they were even fighting a monster at all. And that is our episode, which means that it's time for us to talk about what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business says. And Lindsay, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? Oh, man. It's probably that if you're going to have coffee, you should make it in a science lab because it's worth the wait. (laughs) Makes sense. I learned that if you have the magical ability to make outfits appear, you you dress as complicatedly as possible. How about you, Chris? (laughs) Uh, I learned that when you're facing strict deadlines, the best thing to do is get a metal rod and beat your editor to death with it. Whoa! (laughs) Uh, You're fired. Uh, very hireable. Thank you. I'm so easy to work with. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, so yeah, that does it for this week's episode of Sailor Moon. I really like this one. It's so fun. It moves really quickly. I think maybe because of the transformation sequences, but I remember watching this one and it felt like it went by and like when we got to the first act break, I could not believe it was already halfway through the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
this one moves really quick. Uh, we don't actually really learn anything new about Hotaru, which is not, weird, but it's nice really. that she's she's becoming more of a major player now. But yeah, I, I like it, and I, I think it's fun. I, I love the monster. I love that it's incrementally advancing the plot. Uh, very, very good stuff. Lindsay, what do you think of this week's episode? I thought this now, was Did great. you request these, or were you assigned this? I requested the one after this, um, and oh, okay. I think you, you put the one before it on there, too, for the two episodes, but this was a good episode to get. Yeah, I mean, these were both, like, both episodes I watched. This was a good one to have before the next one. It was really fun. I just I just really like Mamet. This is a good Mamet episode, too. And the monster yeah. was awesome, just because of having worked in comics. It was like, ah, oh, it's so good. Uh, Jordan, any final thoughts? Uh, it's great. It's terrific. Uh, such a good monster. Such a fun episode. All for it. Mimet does rule. People were talking about, again, about Chris's theory that uh, Udil is not dead. And I was just kind of like, who cares? We have Mimet now. <laughs> well, yeah, but look, what Kaori's not dead somehow. <laughs> That's, That's something that was introduced and never followed up on. That's yeah. true. That's true. In the, in the, at least in the span of this episode. It's kind of a plot point. But we'll find out. Well, I think we'll find out next episode that your uh, deal is pretty gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some good stuff with that. Uh, so yeah, that does it for uh, for this week's episode of Sailor Moon. Do Jordan, how do we wrap up here? It's been a while. Uh, we 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 ask where our guest can be found on the internet. All right, Lindsay, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Fizzlebit. I have a website, but I haven't updated in a while, so I'm not going to say it, and you'll just see it on Twitter anyway. Oh, okay. Excellent. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Crackshot, except with a zero instead of an O. Uh, you can follow our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does a whole bunch of podcasts, including this one, but he also does the Morphin Grid and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and the Cool Kids Table. Uh, Chris, how about you? People can find me on Twitter at the ISB, or you can go to the-isb.com and uh, get links to all the stuff I write, including comics that I write and other podcasts that I do, like Movie Fighters, Rocket Ajax, and Xena Warrior Business. Uh, hey, Deadpool Bad Blood is out now in hardcover hey. uh, at your local bookstore, your local comic book store, or Amazon.com. Uh, it should be available. Jordan, you were the uh, you were the editor on that, and uh, and I did not beat you to death with a metal rod. Instead. <laughs> Chad and I did a real good job scripting and hitting all those deadlines. Very true. Uh, with uh, with art and co-plotted with Rob Liefeld. Uh, so please, if you're a Deadpool fan, if you're a fan of me and, and Chad or, or Jordan, if you're a fan of anything, buy it. I would be very happy about that. And if you're in the Triangle area, uh, let me know because uh, I'll be doing a couple signings coming up that I, I've got to arrange. And if you're coming to Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina in June... Uh, which is fast approaching. Uh, I'm going to be there. A bunch of other sailor business guests uh, from the past will also be there. Friends of mine like Katie, who designed our pin, like Jordan, who was on the show. Like Shannon is going to have some amazing stuff. So if you're in North Carolina, South Carolina, anywhere nearby, and you can get to Heroes Con, it's worth it. It's my favorite con every year. So uh, come say hi. That does it for episode 113. We're going to be back next week with oh boy it's a minako spotlight it's called i love idols mimet's dilemma <laughs> and until then keep your mind on sailor business
We're to blame for the enemy's successful invasion here on Earth because we weren't here to stop it. And you're referring to the Heart Snatchers, of course. But I can't understand why you don't cooperate with Sailor Moon and the other Sailor Scouts. Huh? Because they would just get in our way. What? <laughs>